What's going on, beautiful people? This is your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode today. I hope y'all having a good day, a good morning. It's also Friday, so I hope y'all have a great weekend and spend time with your friends and family. And also, this is the first episode of the new year for 2023. Thank you for everybody that's tuning in for me all of 2022. And uh, we just going to go up and we just not going to stop in 2023. You already know how this goes. But like I said, every week is a juicy, juicy topics for y'all. And I am so excited to give you what I what I think about, you know, what's been going on in the wrestling world. So y'all already know how this goes. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, get somewhere comfortable to sit. And let's get right into today's episode. So first topic on the list that I do want to talk about. In my opinion, and it's on popular opinion, y'all don't have to agree with me, but some of y'all probably do. I feel like Dana Brooke needs to get a like push in WWE. About she needs to finally get a push, you know, a world title push this time. Not no, not no, you know, twenty four seven championship because you know she she lost that to to uh, Nikki Cross back in twenty twenty two, and you know they dropped that title. Thank God. But she needs to get like a world title push, like a women's world title push or a tag team title push. I think it's about that time because I, I think people forgot that Dana Brooke can wrestle because she's actually a good wrestler. She can wrestle and everything, and she has good potential. And But the problem is when Vince was in charge of creative and head and all this type of bullshit, um, he basically saw like, yo – you might was you might be good on NXT though. You might have been good on NXT, but this is the main roster. You feel me? So uh, I'm gonna push you to the jobber because you know I don't I don't really feel like you world title. You know women's world title. You feel me? So um, I'm gonna keep you as a jobber. I'm gonna keep you as you know someone that I feel like you're gonna be bouncing around to point of storyline after point of storyline, and then if a world title that we create. I think it's fits for you, then I'll give you that opportunity. But for right now, you're a jobber to me, all right? That's what I feel like at the time. That's what this was doing because ever since then, um, he just didn't really care about the women. I mean, yes, he, he, he cared-ish about the women's division, but didn't care so much about the women's division. You feel me? So, like, the only people that he cared about in the women's in the women's, uh, in the women's division of WWE was Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks, basically the you know the four horsewomen of uh, you know WWE, Oscar, Alexa Bliss at one point, um, and uh, Nia Jax. As well, too. And then the rest of people, like, um, before, you know, before they got cut, Iconics, um, Lana, she was basically like a jobber. She, he didn't really care about. Uh, Dana Brooke was also on that list. Um, also, uh, before she got uh, fired, uh, Mandy Rose, uh, Sonya Deville was on that list, uh, and so on and so forth. You feel me? So, I feel like all these type of people needs to get like the people that I just mentioned, you know, that didn't have a world title push on the main roster, like that could be potential um 
basically for be potential world title world title holders should get that push. And on top of that, one of them being Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke never got that push till it came to the twenty four seven title scene. And twenty four seven titles, obviously, you already know how that goes with the title. No, you know, there's no side plate, so you can't really technically own the belt like George. It's more like twenty. You already know how it is. Twenty four seven title. Any person can be defend. The title can be defended anytime, any place. Twenty four seven. Don't matter where you are. And we come on. We all knew that title was pointless when the first time it was revealed. We were like, "Ew, what the hell is this title? Like, it's green and gold. Like, I know they're trying to resemblance like the hardcore title, the hardcore championship in a way, but it just was n- like it didn't really live up to the hype when it first revealed. Let's get that out the way. <laughs> Uh, it was trying to be like the hardcore title, and you know it's not gonna live anywhere up to the hardcore title. We already know that. And like the only person that held it multiple times besides Dana Brooke was r Truth. That title was that r Truth made that title popular. If not, no one would have bought that in the WWE. I'm sorry. Like I'm like excuse me away from like Dana Brooke, but the only person that, like I said that held that title like. You know, besides uh, Dana Brooke, the longest was our truth. Like, obviously, the twenty four title doesn't count as a world championship title because you know it's defending anytime, anywhere, twenty four seven, uh, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. But personally, that was our truth baby. And then the next runner up to have that baby was Dana Brooke. And David Brooke did held that title for the longest time. Oh, God. And honestly, when you saw that the, you know, it died down when all the hype and everything started died down, and we already knew that, so at you know, at some point the title was going to go, they just kept it on Dana till, you know, till Nikki Cross actually beat her for the title, then threw it away, which was a good, good job by Triple H, big W by Triple H, because that title needed to go. It's been on there since, like, what, 2018, I think, 2018 up to 2022. So it's been serving its purpose-ish for a good couple of years, and it was definitely time to go. But overall, besides that, you know, weirdish title that, you know, WWE decided to release in 2018 up to 2022, having it up to 2022, I'm glad that the 24-7 title is gone, and they can actually focus on, like, giving our actual world title push. If not, you know, whenever the WWE decides to give the women a mid-card title, which I'm looking forward to, wherever that will be, um, I feel like they can put her as a like a mid-card title, a woman's mid-card title, in a mid-card title scene. And then after that, when she proves herself even more that she can, you know, carry, pro- like, give promos, obviously she- her in-ring work is also really, really good. So, you know, perform better and, you know, can actually – you can put her as a heel – and everything, and she can go on from there. I feel like she can definitely be one of the top stars in the women division in WWE. I honestly believe that she has to. She has the mic skills there. She has the wrestling background. She can actually wrestle more than anybody on that card. Let's be fucking for real. And she can actually give a good performance. But like the storylines that Vince gave her, you know, before he retired and everything was so fucking pointless. It was so goddamn pointless. Mostly, none of them made sense whatsoever. Like, 
none of them made sense. I don't know what was wrong with Vince, like when he's not really putting so much potential in the women in like WWE, but besides your four horse like horsewomen, but that's it. Like, like that's why I said I'm so glad Vince is gone from creative side of things because now Triple H can actually give the creative side and give what the people have been wanting for the past 10 plus years. We missed a whole bunch of stuff. Like, there's so much people that should have been world champion in the past 10 goddamn years, but, you know, didn't happen because of Vince. Like, he put mostly, mostly all the good-ass talent, you know, and the good rising stars that should have been WWE championship in the mid-card title or the tag team title. Nothing wrong with that, except that they could have been just more than just jobbers or mid-card title talent. Like, for example, Wade Barrett, he should have never retired. He was definitely really, really good to be a world title champion. I feel like he should have been the WWE champion, champion at the time. But, you know, and he with the Nexus, come on now. When he, when he was, like, the leader of the Nexus, he could have been easily world champion. Like, he could be world championship, world champion. Other two guys can be United States and Intercontinental champion. And then the other two, like, whoever else can be, like, attack the world, the, the WWE tag team champion. In in that one faction itself, because the Nexus was, like, probably eight to nine people in there. So they could have easily, easily become, you know, running the company just like the Bloodline. Like, honestly. Like, in my opinion, like, the Nexus would have been the bloodline way back when. But, like, Vince, he can, only, he can only see people in his eyes as the big top stars. Only people that he see, like, which is heavyweights, like like the Giants. Like, Big Show, Mark Henry, uh, Brock Lesnar, you know, Roman Reigns today, um, CM Punk, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone and so forth, people like that. Don't get me wrong. They're all great. They're all fantastic wrestlers. We all love them to this day. But I feel like when it comes to, like, you know, giving women that push in WWE, because the women, the women's side of wrestling is not really recognized that much as the men's. I mean, yeah, they get the fam. They get the notoriety. They get, you know, you know, all the money and all that type of stuff. But the top women in WWE at the moment you know, is Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, uh, right now, Bianca Belair, Ryan Ripley, because of the Faction Judgment Day, um, and Asuka, and all that. But, I mean, personally, I definitely feel like at some point, Dana Brooke needs to get that push that she always deserved. Because there's a time, man, that... In my opinion, that the next person that should get, you know, the title on Raw should be Dana Brooke. I'm telling you that right now. People may not agree with me on this, and some people will, but in my opinion, I honestly feel like the next person to get a world title that has never got one before in the women's division is Dana Brooke. She deserves it. She's been working her ass off day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year to get, a, like, you know, to even get recognized even more, to even get that world title that she always deserves. 
And honestly, it's about that time that she does get that world title push. It, it's just about that time. Me personally, Triple H, I hope you can, you know, find it in your heart, bro, because I know you've been you've been taking a little bit of L's, not going to hold you, but you've been taking a lot of W's lately, all right? Ever since she became head of creative, you've taken a lot of W's, and, I, we rec and we love you for that. We do. But I got one small favor for you, Triple H. I got one small favor. Can you try to push Dana Brooke to be a Raw Women's Champion or a SmackDown Women's Champion? Either have her win the money, uh, Miss Money in the Bank contract, or have her win the Raw or the Women's Royal Rumble, and give her that push that she always deserves. Man, I really feel like she could be a strong, like, Women's Champion and help hold that title for at least a year, at least a year, if not even longer. Give her that World Title push, and I'll be happy. I'll be deaf. Definitely happy. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love how the, you know WWE is now with um with the creative for both men and women. But I'll, oof, I'll love you more if you can push Dana Brooke, man. Like, like that is something that I've been like literally waiting for for a long time for her to be pushed. But if you can make that happen, Triple H, I'll, <laughs> that's gonna be truly, truly a blessing. Next one I want to talk about on the list is the plans for WrestleMania this year, or the plans that should like that would have been, you know, ongoing for WrestleMania this year. So technically, this year, before Charlotte Flair came back and you know stripped it and got the title off of Ronda and became a 14-time women's world champion, they were setting up a, uh, there's a rumor that WWE was setting up um, a match uh, where Becky Lynch was supposed to win the uh, the Women's Royal Rumble so, get, so she can face Ronda Rousey for the Raw, well, sorry, for the SmackDown Women's title to get, you know, so her so she can get her redemption on her from um, that WrestleMania back in 2019 when it was like the first, when it was the women's main event of WrestleMania, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey for both, uh, for the undisputed uh, women's championship for Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. And they were scrapped because of Charlotte Flair coming back and taking the title from Ronda Rousey on, you know, the New Year's, uh, the New Year's Eve or the New Year's Day um, SmackDown of the final SmackDown of 2022. And... Honestly, I'm glad the plans are stripped. Me personally, I'm glad the plans are stripped. I know that you wanted uh, Becky Lynch to be back on um, to be back on the wrestling scene, like the, you know the, the the you know the top of the mountain and everything. And I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for it for, for her to be back on the top of the mountain. But I feel like that story mode, or sorry, that storyline would be deaf. I mean. I won't think it would be pointless because she's getting to get a redemption on Ronda Rousey. But at the same time, like, Ronda Rousey holding the title to Mania, it would just be a boring ride for her. Come on. Let's, let's just be honest here. I, Becky Lynch would obviously make the SmackDown women's title two times as better as, as Ronda Rousey. Let me, let me just – let's just be honest here, man. Any woman in the SmackDown women's locker room can be honestly better than Ronda. I mean, anybody. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, like, anybody. If you get, put, give Bailey the SmackDown women's title. 
Oh God, I feel like she held the title before in the Thunderdome, and she did a really good job of holding her own in the Thunderdome with that title. So I wouldn't be surprised. Any of those women that I mentioned, or even more, any of the other women in the locker room can hold that title better than than um than Ronda. Shoot, I want Shayna Baszler to take the title off of Ronda, honestly. Because technically, instead of Becky Lynch, this is what I wanted. I basically wanted um I basically wanted Shayna Blazer to take the title off of Ronda Rousey. Reason why, because since she partnered up with uh with Ronda Rousey, yeah, former uh, MMA, you know, uh, former MMA uh, star, former MMA star, they go together, right? Obviously, because they friends, they hella, they they friends and everything. Obviously, you know, Shayna sees the potential. Like, yo, I should have been women's world champion long ass time ago, you know, way like long, long ass time ago. And after that, she feels like, bro, you know what? It's time for me just to turn because one. I've I've missed out of a world title opportunity for way too long, and I feel like this this should be a point at um the Royal Rumble. You feel me? I feel like this should be a point at the Royal Rumble, or if not even the Royal Rumble, more like um actually yeah, more like like an episode of Raw or SmackDown where she turns on her like best like her former best friend Ronda Rousey. And then they have a rivalry all the way up to, uh, you know, all the way up to uh, WrestleMania, Hollywood, right? And, you know, they have, the, you know, the first match, you know, they have their, like, they, get just, they just go back at it, like, back and forth, back and forth at it. And their whole match is leading up to, um, you know, leading up to... To uh, WrestleMania, so obviously, in my opinion, they will have uh, Shayna Baszler winning. This will this will, this is my stuff. So it'll be Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler winning the Royal Rumble, twenty twenty three Royal Rumble. Then she goes on to face five other opponents in Elimination Chamber, and then once that happens, all right, once that happens, she'll be a fit. When she wins the Elimination Chamber, then she goes on facing Ronda Rousey. At WrestleMania, the SmackDown Women's title, and at WrestleMania, she throws Ronda Rousey and becomes SmackDown Women's champion as a heel, not a face. Well, technically, she turns. Well, technically, she'll be a face. I, I, I want. I want to see like she's a heel because Ronda Rousey was a heel. So I feel like she'll be a face when she wins the championship, and then eventually, after a while, she will turn heel. And become, you know, a champion and go long like she did with the NXT Women's Championship. So, I just feel like in my in my offense that it should have been Shayna Baszler to the throne, Ronda Rousey, not Charlotte Flair. As much as we wanted Charlotte Flair, you know, probably not to come back, but she came back anyway. And like, you know, I'm gonna give you this big huge L. By Triple H, every change her theme music, changing her uh, ring attire, everything, just everything about her, and I, I love it, I love it. But um, personally, I feel like Shayna Baszler should have been the one to um, to the throne, Ronda Rousey, in my defense, because look, she she we uh, we all know how her wrestling style is. We know that she's really good in the ring. 
She knows that she, we know that she can cut a good or a decent promo and um, can actually talk the talk and walk the walk when it comes to ring. Ronda is not any of those two things. She is more like, in my opinion, she's more like she can wrestle-ish, but she's terrible on the mic. We, we can all tell. Her mic skills is so fucking garbage, it's not even funny. Like, it is dog water. It is doo-doo. It is like a sewage. Her promo skills... Her mic skills is so goddamn bad, bro. It's like, it's like, how am I supposed to say this? It's like James Ellsworth when he was in, when he was on SmackDown, man. Like his his run was so bad, and I compare his run in the WWE to to Ronda Rousey's run, her second run, not her first run. Her first run was legendary. We, we I loved her first run. Her second run, this second run that she's doing. Is dog water awful? It's it's garbage. All right, like I said, it is super water. You feel me? So, like, like I feel like if they want to develop Ronda Rousey properly for a second run, put her on NXT. All right, just like you did with Mandy Rose. You know, you she like they put Mandy Rose in NXT. She got better, like better. Uh, with the mic skills, she made better. She got better promos. She made a good ass faction that you know was basically on top of NXT for a long ass time for that good year and more and some change. And then on top of that, her NXT Women's Title run was fantastic. So I feel like Ronda Rousey should do the same thing what Mandy Rose did and go back to NXT, develop her mic skills, do better promos, learn how to do better promos. Develop her more like, you know, better in-ring skills and, you know, better finishers and stuff like that. And I feel like she will definitely skyrocket to the top. I definitely feel like she can't do that because, don't get me wrong, yes, she has an MMA background. But the way that she wrestles is so bad. She basically beats people from her finisher. Sometimes her, not her finisher, some from her submission. Sometimes her finisher, but mostly her submission. But, um... In my defense, honestly, in my defense, she just needs to get better at everything before she comes back in the championship scene again. She needs to get better be, uh, better at everything, and I mean everything. Like, she needs to start being loved by the fans. She needs to start getting cutting better promos. She needs to be better on the mic skill for her mic skills to get better. She needs to wrestle much better. She needs to, you know, stop talking shit in the fucking ring and just wrestle and, you know, Every time you see her, she'd be like, oh, just tap. Like, come on, just tap. Come on, just tap. And, like, if you're going to put on a very exciting type um, match, it something got it. Like, something exciting has to happen. Like, <clears throat> with Bianca Belair, we get that type of excitement with her because she can actually cut good promos, can wrestle good. And she's always unique with everything that she does. Everything. So, in my defense, man, in my defense, like, Ronda can get better. She just needs to, like, the proper guidance, in my opinion. She needs to the proper guidance and actually can do better in anything. Because right now, with Ronda, it's not looking good for her at all. Who knows? Like, if she's continuing on this path, she might get cut from WWE. I'm just telling the truth. Because me personally, like, or anybody else in the in the WWE universe can see that, like, 
She needs to get better or else she's going to get cut real quick, real fast. And then WWE's not going to know what to do with her if she doesn't, you know, get better with everything that I just listed. Like, NXT right now is her best bet for Like, honestly, NXT at this moment is her best bet for She can, you know, learn her my skills from some of the women wrestlers on there. She can get better at everything. And plus, she can also teach some of, you know, the upcoming stars like uh, Indy Hartwell or uh, Kina James or Zoe Stark or Nikita Lyons, you know. I wouldn't say go after, you know, the NXT Women's title right away because, you know, she needs to learn her place first. Her niece alone, she needs to learn her role in a women's division if she wants to get better at it. But personally, and me personally, um, like I said, I'm glad that all, you know, the, the, you know, the plans for WrestleMania 39 was scrapped because... I would I would say in my opinion if they would have went with that with Ronda and Becky Lynch getting their you know rematch against each other at uh, WrestleMania, I would feel like the match wouldn't be good. It would be like decent because we we already know how Ronda is at wrestling. Come on, no, like Ronda Ronda has some screw loose in my opinion. I don't know. I feel like she does, but. <laughs> Personally, and I say this with utmost respect, personally, um, right now, Ronda's shitty booty. She's she shitty booty. I definitely, definitely feel like go back to NXT, like I said, work on everything about yourself, and you could come back and maybe like a good, not even a year, maybe give it like two, three, four, like two to four years, man, two to four years on NXT. And then when she comes back, probably becomes world champion on there, maybe after, you know, two like year two, then she could come back and prove herself better in the ring. And if she does get better in the ring, then we probably respect her more as a champion. But till till then, that's that's what I feel like should happen in my opinion. All right. So next one on the list and probably the craziest ones of all of them so far. Vince McMahon. The former CEO of WWE is now back at WWE, and oh boy, and he is now part of the board of directors. And yes, there is um, there is a whole thing article out with him right now with what he's trying to do. And he did, from what he said, he, he's not trying to be part of creative no more because he's seen what Triple H has been doing and it's been doing for the good. And I know he's probably uh, very upset about what he's doing, but he doesn't have to say in the creative side no more. It's now, it's now a Triple H job. So I hope he doesn't have a whole entire say in the creative side or else that would be doomed for the second time in a row. Um, but he did put out a statement that he said WWE has an exceptional, uh, management team in place. And I don't attend for my return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. But I just feel like that's kind of cap because I can tell he hates what Triple H doing because all the people that he thought that, you know, wasn't good anymore. 
can actually, you know, that can't bring money to the company anymore. He cut like one of them, Bray Wyatt, biggest mistake of your life, buddy. That was the dumbest one. And um, some big names that we also, you know, talk about like Hit Row and bringing back Braun Strowman and um, all these other ones. And honestly, I'm glad that if he, if he's telling the truth, I'm glad that he's not going to get in the creative side because we know how Vince McMahon is. Come on, man. Let, we Come on. Let, let's everybody be clear. We already know how Vince McMahon is. Like, for example, like what? What is, like, what is Bianca, like, not Bianca Belair, what is Bailey and and Naomi doing at Wrestling Kingdom in New Japan? Like, this, no, this is wrong. What are they doing there? They are not supposed to be there. Or this situation. Um, Really? Like, Bray Wyatt, I just cut him. I didn't want him back there because I didn't know what to do with him. He doesn't belong here. Braun Strowman, Hit Row, Keith Lee, I don't want none of y'all coming back here. What are y'all doing back? We already know how he is. I mean, obviously, Keith Lee's not back on WWE, but we know how he is. Come on now. We know how Vince McMahon is in his selfish ways and only wants to see big men and the woman that he thinks that should run WWE and the men that he thinks that should run WWE and doesn't really care about jobbers, doesn't really care about mid-card talent, doesn't really care about tag team talent. That's why a lot of people left in the first place. But now that he's back, he's only going to start himself in, like, the board of directors, like, in the sale profit. So I feel like he, he said he feels like the management is going, like, not management, but he feels like the sales and everything are going down because of the storylines of and what's everything's happening. So this is what this is what WWE announced, you know, today, not too long ago. Today, we announced that the founder of WWE, Vince McMahon, will turn to the board and chair, uh, said chairwoman and uh, co-CEO Stephanie McMahon. Co-CEO Nick Khan and Chief Content uh, Officer Paul like Levescu, aka Triple H. Um, we welcome back Michelle Wilson and George uh, Barros to the board of directors. Together, we're looking forward to exploring all strategic alternatives to maximize shareholder value. As Vince McMahon stated yesterday, WWE has an exceptional management team in place, and I do not intend for my return to have any impact on the roles, duties, or responsibilities. In connection with the change of the comp- uh, composition of the board of directors and the co- uh, cooperation with Vince McMahon as ma- majority shareholder, the company intends to undertake a review of its strategic alternatives with the goal being to, minim- to maximize value for all WWE shareholders. There is no assurance that this process will result in a transaction. Victor McMahon, in his capacity as controlling shareholder of the company, has removed John Elton Loin Dillon or uh, Jeffrey R. Speed and Alan uh, Aim Wexler from the board. Uh, Vince McMahon, George Barrows, I think I'm saying this wrong, and Michelle Wilson have been added to the board to fulfill the resulting uh, vaccines. The board currently consists of Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, Triple H, Steve uh, Coonan, Michelle McKenna, St- uh, Steve uh, Pamon, uh, George Barros, Michelle, uh, Michelle Wilson, um, and some other names that I probably don't know. But he's doing this because he wants, you know, WWE to get a potential buyer. 
I I guess I think he wants you know someone to buy uh, WWE like for so they can host their like shows and everything like that besides Peacock. Um, but from a marketing standpoint uh, and everything, and from a business standpoint, um, Vince McMahon is that type of person because yes, he still is the CEO of um, WWE and he does hold multiple shares and basically most of the shares. So. Kind of anything for him, whatever he says goes. Not on the creative standpoint, more like the, you know, you know, the sales, the stocks, you know, that type of standpoint. And, you know, from what they're saying that they basically said from his return, they said, if you don't hire me on the spot, if you don't let me come back, then I, you know, I don't know what the fuck he was going to do, honestly. I really don't know. Like, like literally, there's um, there's literally an article about you know his return and everything, because he technically returned today, and they said that uh, they they said he said that my term will allow WWE as well as any transaction um counterparties to to engage in these processes, knowing that knowing they will have the support of controlling shareholder. He said, WWE shares were marked 15.5% higher in early Friday trading to change hands at $82.23 each, a move that would value a uh, Stanford uh, or Stam- yeah, Stanford, uh, Connecticut-based group at around $6.13 billion. Um, they said that the WWE said, uh, said it founded around $14.6 million and on record expenses made during by the former CEO over the past 15 years and told the Securities of Exchange Commission it would need to revise some of its financial statements as a result. World Wrestling Entertainment gener- uh, generated $304.6 million revenues over three months ending in September, the group's third quarter up to 19% from the same period last year following the multi-year contract partnership with A&W. The network partially owned by Walt Disney and also probably as well Peacock. The group also uh, improved its forecast for full year operating profit to the higher end of between 370 uh, to eight to 385 million in early May. In tally, it said it said a uh, reflected growth in our media segment as well as a shift in the timing of revenue. Related to certain licensing, licensing, licensing agreements, uh, Mr. McMahon purchased his father' uh, company. You know, saying in back in uh, 1982 for five hundred thousand dollars, and you know, just went on from there. So basically, all this is um, basically money standpoint of pro- uh, many uh, money standpoint of things because obviously he loves the WWE. He loves where he does, and he wants you know his company to thrive and get better within time. And I honestly feel like, I honestly feel like that's what's happening. Like, obviously, with what's happening with the WWE now, with the story, with the character development, with um, people getting, like, the title what they want, people seeing, like, their mer- the merch going up in sales. Like, obviously, it's getting up there. But I feel like he wanted, like, the push from money standpoint. He wanted to push all that to the moon to the stars, because he wants his, obviously, he wants his uh, WWE to be 
it's probably already it's probably already a billion dollar company as we can speak. But I feel like sales standpoint, he wanted stuff to go his way. Um, not with creative side, because we already know he's not going back in that field. But um, I feel like, in my opinion, that it's probably going to be good for WWE for him to have multiple shares when it comes to, like, the sales, you know, the business side of things. Because if we're, if we're thinking about Mr. McMahon, like Vince McMahon, people compare him, like, we, like, like, let's, let's, let's break this down. With Vince McMahon, you have, you have Mr. McMahon, you know, WWE side of things, creative side of things, when he first ran creative and sales market, and we have business Vince McMahon. So there's two different Vince McMahons in this situation. We have Vince, like Vince McMahon who kind of ran creative and did his own shit, which, you know, now with him out of the creative spot and Triple H in the creative spot, it makes creative a lot more better and a lot more flowing. And people know what they want and people get what they want, and it strives up sales and ticket sales for matches, for pay-per-views and stuff like that. And then you also have the business side of things where you control, you know, who, who's invested into WWE, who wants to be invested in WWE, you know, what shows is going to get the most revenue, you know, the stuff with um, uh, with him, with the action figures and all that type of stuff. I forgot the name of the company, but you know with that. And, you know, they're, them airing, you know, the um, them airing their you know, wrestling shows on Peacock as well, too. So I, I'm glad that he's good with the with the business side of things because, honestly, he's a businessman. That's where he stays. He's not a creative man because we all know how that went. Like, that, we don't need to talk about that. But this, like, it's it's good that, you know, he's on the business side of things, not the creative side of things because it makes room for more, a lot more improvement in the creative side. And with Vince McMahon back, even though I hate to say it, he's going to help WWE get better in the long term. And, you know, can tell what buyers want uh, WWE and what buyers don't want WWE. So this is this is like a good thing for a business standpoint. Um, and this is where he belongs. I'm glad he's not getting into any of the creative side of things because, well, Lord knows if he did. Um... A lot of people that we love and know would probably got cut again. The same people probably got cut, or even maybe more would probably got cut. Uh, a lot of the fans would go on to either AEW or New Japan Wrestling or um, Impact Wrestling, you know, so on and so forth. And um, and yeah, you would have you would have lost a lot of viewers. In a matter of the first month, if if Vince took over creative, so like I said, this is a good thing that Vince is not taking over creative again, and he's just going in there for the business standpoint, for the money standpoint, and wants his company company to strive when he's dead or anything like that. Because I feel like that's what's gonna happen. But um, I hate to say this, uh, um, I'm not really happy that he's back but for business side of things i am i am kind of somewhat happy that he's back because like i said he is the former ceo and plus he still has multiple shares in the company so technically whatever he said whatever happens to him and whatever anything you know happens it goes through him so 
Um, I hope you can live up to your word, Vince McMahon, and actually don't get involved in creative stuff because if he does and change up some shit, and I know it's like, and I know if that happens, it's a Vince McMahon thing. I know I'll be pissed, and I'll probably be leaving WWE and stop watching them completely after that. I know I said that in the past. I'll stop watching WWE because of what like he's been doing. But honestly, dead ass serious. If he does get involved into creative stuff, I will stop actually watching WWE and go start looking at AEW and everything like that. Next thing I want to talk about on the list is uh, you know that the whole little match. You know, between Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship, right? Don't get me wrong. They were going in. They were definitely going in. And <laughs> I kind of, like, after a while, when they were going, like, going in with, you know, with wrestling and everything, and they're going at it, like, heavy hard, I noticed that they did a little fight scene <laughs> from, scary, from scary movie series. <laughs> And I was like, everybody was confused, like, what are you doing? Like, what are they doing? And I just, and I looked back at it, and I thought about, like, no way. No way. <laughs> and I realized that I'm like, this fight scene looks familiar. And I looked and, you know, I compared it to uh, one of the scary, <laughs> I forgot which scary movie it was. But, um, yeah, it was it was a scary, it was from one of the scary, uh, scary movie uh, series, uh, movie series. And <laughs> that was funny. Don't get me wrong. That little part was a little hilarious. But um, after a while, when uh, Alexa Bliss was uh, going in, she stepped back, she looked, and she see one of the people in the crowd when the Bray Wyatt mask. And then after that, she went to the other, like another side of the uh, of the crowd, and one else, and another people was wearing the mask. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right. It's like she, I'm like, if please tell me they're not gonna do this. I'm like, please, please tell me they're not gonna do this. And then. His logo flashed on the screen one time, and then again, and I'm like, "Oh boy, they're doing this. They're they're bringing they're they're bringing uh, Alexa Bliss in the white six. And then after that, she just went in and ham. I mean, she went ham on the ref, and then just had no remorse for Bianca Belair, and then literally the DT, DDT. On the steel steps and literally cut her lip open. And I thought it was fake. People, the people online thought it was fake, but apparently it was real. And Bianca Belair had to get three stitches. And I'm like, damn. So please, I, I'm, I'm begging you. I'm begging you, WWE. I'm begging you, Triple H. Honestly, I understand that when, you know, the characters of, you know, of, you know, the Firefly Funhouse came out. When Bray White came back on um, in Extreme Rules last year, and I knew, I knew for some reason they're gonna bring Alexa Bliss back into this because right next, right next to Sister Abigail was two titles, two World Championship titles. It was either it, it was the Raw Women's, it was the Raw Women's, well, three titles. It was a Raw Women's Championship. It was uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and it was also the Tag Team Championships. And there's only two people in this world on the, on the, um, on the women's roster that has all three championships. Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. And I know from the fact they're not going to bring Charlotte to this. 
they're not going to bring Charlotte in this because I don't think Charlotte has, you know, I don't think Charlotte had, I won't say the DCC more like she doesn't really belong in the white six. Uh, she never really did. I mean, yeah, she basically has the same amount of, you know, titles won. Not the titles won, but the same amount, you know. she. They basically, the only thing similar for both of them, they, they won all three titles in the women's division of WWE. But, you know, Alexa Bliss has history with Bray Wyatt. And, yeah, like when the logo kept flashing and everything and Alexa Bliss kept seeing it, Bray Wyatt is basically trying to make her come back. Bray Wyatt or Uncle Howie, probably not even Bray Wyatt, probably Uncle Howie at this point, because we still don't know who the hell Uncle Howie is, like Uncle Howie. Like, people think it's Bo Dallas and stuff, and people think it's, I don't know, people just have so much speculation on who actually Uncle Howie is. I, Me personally, I feel like it's Bo Dallas, but I think it's not Bo Dallas at the same time, but that's a different topic for a different day. But, um, yes, they, they went in, and she went in, and Gave her like a, a tiny injury, you know, a little three stitches to the to the mouth, close to the mouth. And yeah, she went in and literally bodied uh, Bianca Belair that night on Monday Night Raw. Um, that match was fire. Like I said, a little bit confusing, but personally, this feud is gonna probably go up leading up to WrestleMania, man. I feel like this feud is gonna be dragged out to WrestleMania, honestly. Obviously, their next match has to be at the Royal Rumble. Their official next match is probably going to be at the Royal Rumble. And then after that, if it does go, if it does surpass to the Royal Rumble, this is probably going to be a really good match because, yes, we haven't seen Alexa, uh, Alexa hold gold in a minute since the Thunderdome, technically. They haven't hold gold since the Thunderdome. And, you know, Alexa Bliss was in that weird face with Bray Wyatt. You know, being Sister Abigail and, you know, her taking over Bray Wyatt's shit. You know, the whole little rivalry with Randy Orton and then the Bray Wyatt having Randy Orton as a rival again. And it's, yeah, the whole thing was just weird. Just weird, weird, and more weird. And Thunderdome Alexa Bliss was, eh, to me it was like, it was, like, decent, but could have been better. Um, and I don't know if they're trying to push her back to that persona, but at this point, I want Twisted Bliss back. I want the Twisted Bliss Alexa Bliss. That's what I want back. I just want I just want them to have Alexa just wrestle. Just wrestle because she wants to. Not wrestle because, you know, she wants to be in the storyline. I don't even think she wants to be in the storyline. I really don't. I feel like the person that should have been in the storyline from the start was um was Liv Morgan. I feel like Liv Morgan was, in my opinion, should be in this uh in in the in the wide six. I feel like she should be Sister Abigail. I, I feel like she should be the new Sister Abigail. Because even though Alexa does fit the role of Sister Abigail very perfectly. But in my opinion, I thought it was Liv Morgan for a second because after Liv lost her title to Ronda Rousey in Extreme Rules last year, she was literally smiling, smiling before she passed out. And I'm like, this is creepy as hell. What's going on here? And she smiled 
and like before she passed out. And then in in when she lost the you know the SmackDown Women's Title, she was in the corner, literally demon possessed. I'm like, yo, if I was yeah, I was like, yo, if they have Liv Morgan be in this faction, it would be so good. It's something different too, but it would be so good. And everything that they got her doing was something crazy. So I'm like, yo, she's probably gonna be one of the people in the White Six. And then it turned out that she wasn't, unless. Only unless they have a tag team for with Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss. I feel like they, that's the only way it's going to happen. And they both be the two crazy Sister Abigail sisters. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that. But honestly, in my opinion, the person that should have been Sister Abigail, even though it definitely fits with Alexa Bliss, is Liv Morgan. Because she got a little bit crazier than Alexa Bliss. I don't know if it's going to top that type of crazy that we've seen this past on, Mon- on Monday Night Raw, but she was just about there or almost as, as psycho as uh, Alexa Bliss when she was just Abigail in the entirety of of the Thunderdome era. But per- like I said, personally, if you know this feud between Bianca and Alexa Bliss is going to be a little bit wild. It's going to be a little bit crazy. Uh, I know they're probably the next match or this or their final match or their next match is going to be in the at the Royal Rumble this year. I I feel like it will be at the Royal Rumble this year. And if they do carry this on to WrestleMania, they better make this rivalry a good one, man, because honestly, it will probably be the best rivalry we have seen uh for Bianca Belair since uh the Becky Lynch rivalry at uh, SummerSlam. So, like I said, if does if 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 Alexa Bliss is Sister Abigail again, um, I hope they can do her right this time around. Even though a lot of people don't want to see her as Sister Abigail again or be be back with Bray Wyatt because it was Vince that kind of messed up the whole entire storyline in the first place. But again, people, this is Triple H talk about. We don't know what's going to happen from here out. They're just teasing us. They're just doing teaser after teaser after teaser after teaser with all these wrestlers. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen between Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt if they have them to join forces again and, you know, start developing the wide six. But I'm all for it, honestly. I'm all for this because I feel like, it was going to be a matter of time before Alexa Bliss is back with Bray Wyatt again. And yeah, it's it's been somewhat it's been a really good ride between not only between Alexa Bliss but also with um also with Bray Wyatt. So um let's just see what happens with Alexa Bliss going on forward next going into next week Monday Night Raw and see what she has to say about the whole thing. But her snapping on Bianca Belair like that. And let's see if they're gonna have a match at the Royal Rumble or you know what what the if they're gonna have a match at the Royal Rumble, what the stipulation is gonna be. Because I feel like at this point, you they should put this in a hell in a cell. I feel like this match either deserves either a ladder match, even though she already did 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 one at uh Crown Jewel. But in my opinion, I feel like for something like this type of rivalry, it should be in a hell in a cell match. It should be Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss 
the Raw Women's Championship in a Hell in a Cell match. I honestly feel like that should happen. And I'll be all for that match. Oh, God. I'll be all for it. And I know that match will be hella crazy and hella dope. But that's what I think about it. All right. So now that Sasha, well, Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Money, is in, uh, is in New Japan Wrestling, we want to know, or everybody wants to know, um, where does Naomi do, go from here now? Because her f- former uh, tag team partner and tag team champion uh, is in New Japan Wrestling, about to become the, or is leading up to become the IWGP Women's Champion. Um, and at this point, since Sasha, or sorry, Money, uh, Mercedes Money, Mercedes Money um, is becoming, uh, you know, women's world champion over there. What's going to happen to Naomi over here in WWE? Because her she's, she's planning on a return at some point. And just like I said with Dana Brooke, I feel like for how she should win the Raw Women's Championship, how she should be the next in line to become, you know, Raw Women's Champion. I feel like Naomi, and this should have been talked about, and this has been talked about for a long time, Naomi is next in line to become SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm telling you right now, she is next in line to become SmackDown Women's Champion. Look, I'm letting you know right now. I'm letting you know right now. Either they should have a match. Um, I feel like for Naomi, for her to come back, if she wins the Royal Rumble... That will be huge. If because technically last year at Royal Rumble, Naomi was supposed to win the Royal Rumble last year. Was supposed to win, but that went out the window for the SmackDown Women's Title. That completely went out the window for the SmackDown Women's Title. Obviously, Ronda Rousey returned, and then they put the whole thing and scrapped the whole thing with Naomi. Naomi was supposed to win the 2022 Royal Rumble and going on to face Charlotte Flair last year. For the SmackDown Women's title. This year, she needs to go win the Royal Rumble. She needs to go win the Royal Rumble. And then challenge Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. That's what needs to happen. Because everybody wanted to see Naomi win or be in the Royal Rumble. Or actually, I think she was in the Royal Rumble. But to win the Royal Rumble was going to be a huge accomplishment for her. Because she would have been SmackDown Women's Champion right now. And I say this with all my aggression because this is long overdue. This is a long overdue request. We want her to be, be become a world champion again for a long ass time now. But we already know how Vince McMahon was at the time. But bruh, he is gone. He's out of creative. Goodbye. This is... Like I said before, and I will say this, this is the Triple H era. This is the Triple H era we are in now. Triple H can make that call and make it happen, okay? I want to see a good-ass storyline from her from Royal Rumble 
leading up all the way, and I mean all the way, to WrestleMania, where Charlotte defends the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania against Naomi. Naomi beats Charlotte Flair to become your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Naomi! Yo, I would love to hear them words come out that ring announcer's mouth and say them so them certain words that we've been he wanted to hear for a long, long, long time. It's been years since she well, I don't want to say years. Let me it's been a couple years since she hold gold, that she hold world championship gold in her hand. And it's about that time that she held championship gold again. I want this woman to become a two-time, 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 two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. I've been waiting way too goddamn long for Naomi not to get some gold again. Like, yes, yeah, she, she technically holds some gold already, the tag team title, but I need some I need some championship women. I need some, I already know some championship gold. I need some world title, women world title gold. That's the type of gold I need from Naomi. That's the type of gold that we need to see from Naomi. That's the type of gold that the universe, WWE universe wants to see from Naomi. Smackdown Women's Championship. And it needs to happen ASAP WWE. This is not an ask. This is not a want. This is a need. I said it. This is a need. It needs to be a need. She has missed out on championship gold. Some world championship gold for way too long. And it needs to happen immediately. Not, not, not a couple months from now. Not a month, not a year from now. Not two years from now. Not three years from now. Right now, Triple H. Because I know, and everybody's mama and grandmama and daddy and boy and girl and baby wants to see Naomi with a SmackDown or Raw Women's Championship gold. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. Her her best friend, her best friend, Mercedes Monet, is in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. In New Japan Pro Wrestling. To become working and and working hard to become IWGP Women's Champion. It's about time that Naomi does the same and prepare for the Royal Rumble. To win the Royal Rumble. To go on through the Elimination Chamber and win the Elimination Chamber match. To face Charlotte Flair. At WrestleMania Hollywood, 
WrestleMania 39 to become your new SmackDown Women's Champion. She was robbed last year. Everybody knows. We, we read the article. She was robbed last year because of Ronda Rouse's return. Okay? She was robbed last year of Ronda Rowdy, of Ronda Rousey's return to the WWE. Last year, we were leading up to a potential Naomi versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That match was supposed to happen last year. Not no boring Sasha versus, sorry, not no boring, not no boring Charlotte versus Ronda. No, Charlotte versus Naomi. That's the match that we were supposed to get last year. But no. But no. Vince McMahon looks his nasty, filthy hands into a good ass rivalry that was supposed to happen at WrestleMania 38, but didn't. Now, this is revenge. This is redemption from what Vince have took away from us. Triple H is involved. Triple H is head of creative, like I said. He has the power. He has the power to make this official. He has the power to make this a thing. He has the power to give the people, the WWE Universe, what they want. And he has the power to make this match and this rivalry happen. This match is going to happen. This match needs to happen. This rivalry between Naomi and Charlotte Flair needs to happen. Like I said, this is not a want no more. This is a need. This is what the people wanted from last year. Last year, WWE. Last year. You have selfishness with man taking over and thinking and giving what the people think they want. And then giving them pointless matches that we didn't need it. This is a trip. This is a new era. This is a Triple H era. He can give us what we need. And it is Naomi versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is something you can pull off, Triple H. And I know this is something that you can pull off, Triple H. This is something that we want to see for a long time. And Triple H, I love you to death. I love you. This needs to happen. This needs to 100% happen. I am all for it happening. Naomi needs to win championship gold again. Yes, she will be a three-time women's champion, but she will be a two-time women's world champion if this happens. Triple H. You're in charge of creative. Make the right decision and make the call for this push right now. Last thing I want to talk about is X star, WWE star, Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Monet, 
debuting in New Japan Wrestling this past weekend. And honestly, I thought she was going to go to AEW, but that was not the case. A lot of a lot of people thought that you know Mercedes Monet was going to go to AEW because you know there's a lot of speculations after she left after Naomi and Sasha Banks left, and you know we were going to have we were, we we're thinking what's going to happen with Naomi, what's going to happen with Sasha. Obviously, Sasha fake. Uh, the WWE on Twitter and said, thank you, WWE, for this opportunity. She didn't really say it like that, but from what she said, thank you, WWE, she said, thank you for having me be with y'all for so many years, creating so many memories. Um, I was, She was like basically a nine-time champion over there, nine-time um, world, world champion, uh, women's world champion over there, and she gave so much memories, so much good matches, good rivalries with people. And, you know, she's blessed for having the opportunity and she's happy that she's doing what she loves, doing what, you know, in a, you know, with another company in a different part of the world. And I'm happy for her. I'm definitely happy for her. I want to see what she's going to do on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. But besides all that, the main thing I want to talk about is that entire botch for, you know, for her new move. So technically, she was from what they said with her new move. It's it's weird. It's technically a DDT, but it's a more fancier DDT. They said in this article, they said that uh, Mercedes Monet debut at New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, wrestling, uh, Wrestle Kingdom may not have been flawless, but may not have, but may not be the fault of the former Sasha Banks. They said uh, Money debuted at. The January 4th event by um, confronting IWGP world champion Kara, who had successfully retained her title against Tom Nakano. I think I'm saying that wrong. I know I'm probably saying that wrong. The former Raw Women's Champion delivered a uh, gory bomb to a Karia or Kari, which did not look good on Wrestling Observer Live. Brian uh, explained what happened. He said, what happened was she was going to do a gory special as, and as she stunned her around, as, sorry, as she spun her around, Kari's supposed to land it on her feet to take the DDT. And for whatever reason, I actually had some conspiracy theories and heard, uh, heard some too. For whatever reason, she spun around to her knees so that so, uh, so there was no head to grab for the DDT. So Mercedes had to fall on her back to do the move, but it was not her fault. Okay, I want to make that clear because I'm a fair man. And um, so after that, once that was like a botched, um, a botched finisher, and honestly, they had a video of her doing the actual finisher when she uh actually um. When she actually did it in a you know in a practice ring and it looked hella clean. It looked very, very clean. Obviously, it was a lot to you know for just a DDT, but it was a very clean DDT. It was a very like good DDT finisher type move. But um when she did it, obviously it was not her fault. It was it, it was the person that she was doing it to. It was technically her fault. So good job for ruining. What probably been a good ass DDT finisher, um, Kara. 
or Karia. I don't even know how you pronounce your name. But um, overall, it would have been a clean move, in my opinion, if she never botched it. But it is now official that these two are going against each other um, in the pay-per-view battle in the Valley in uh, San Jose, California on February 18th. So we're going to see if uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, we can see if Mercedes Monet or Monet um, can pull it off and become the new IWGP uh, Women's Champion. And let's just, like, like break this down for a fact. Like, she had a whole new style and everything from the, obviously, from the, um, from the, not even from the promo, because she, obviously, she still can't cut a decent promo to save her life, because the promo, like, we all, like, look, leading up to it, the, the whole, um, music, her theme, obviously, they remixed Crisscross. Um, which I can obviously hear because people said that she technically remixed Crisscross and uh, made it into her theme music, and then obviously the hair was different because it looked like it was blue. It was still her blue that she, you know, that she had in WWE, but with cheetah print in her hair, which is weird. Obviously, the uh, the ring attire was completely different. Um. Uh, representing Japan, white and red. And then um, leading up to it, obviously the DDT was botched by the post that, by the person that she was doing it on. Um, and then the mic skills were still terrible. So that hasn't changed at all. The mic skills are still pretty goddamn bad. Um, I thought her working on her mic skills from a different company would improve, but no, not not really. They haven't really improved at all. They're still garbage, as we still remember. Um, <laughs> but honestly, uh, yeah, I just I'm happy that she's in uh, at another company. Uh, obviously, even though technically she was complaining a lot in WWE um, about the salary, about her not making as much as Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch and, you know, wanted a bigger payout and want to be respected as a tag team champion. And it was a lot of complaining and everything. And people was like, you know what? Maybe WWE is not really good for you anymore. Maybe you could go to AEW Impact or New Japan Wrestling. And that's exactly what she did. And some people also had some uh, speculation if – um if she was going to go to AEW to help out the women's division over there, because we all know how Tony Khan is like, you know, Tony Khan has a stacked roster for both men and women. And the woman has the most stacked roster in all of, you know, pro wrestling more than WWE, more than new Japan wrestling, more than impact and everything like that. And they got the most women on their roster, but has, you know, has too much people to the point. He doesn't know what to do with them. So I feel like if she went to AEW, yes, it would add definitely talent, good more good talent to the uh, to the AEW. But I feel like Tony Khan wouldn't know what to do with her. Yes, he would technically already put her in the championship scene, the AEW uh, Women's World Championship. But I feel like after she won the title, I feel like she would just have pointless story modes in there, storylines. 
uh, her run wouldn't be that good. She would probably lose it in a matter of a couple months like she did in WWE. And it just wouldn't be a good fit for her at all if she was been in WWE. Yes, she would have basically worked with former uh, WWE, ex-WWE stars that, you know, we see in the past, like um, Paige, uh, Sahara to be exact, Athena, uh, a.k.a. Amber Moon, uh, Tony Storm, um, and the list goes on and on and on in there. So, I honestly feel like, is this the right call for money uh, uh, for money right now? Yes, it is. Will she ever be back in the WWE? Probably not because of how much shit she was asking and demanding for. So, I feel like now she's going to be in New Japan Wrestling, probably. I think her contract is for like two to three years, I think. I'm not sure. Um, if she does like New Japan Wrestling, she's going to stay there. I don't know how long it's going to be for good, if it's going to be, you know, that. And then she's going to go back to WWE. I have no idea what's going to happen. But um, honestly, I feel like that if she does come back, I feel like she does come back, uh, Triple H will obviously give her, you know, new uh, new attire, new ring attire, new um, theme music, new everything, you know, involve her person, make her into a different person. And, you know, see what happens and see if she can hold a title for more than six months and stop losing it at WrestleMania and everything. Because every time she holds this title, it, every time she holds a title leading up to WrestleMania, it's it's always trash. It's always garbage, man. She can't hold a title to save her life. She holds a title to, like, to the other, you know, you know, events like SummerSlam and... Um, and uh, Hell in a Cell, and Money in the Bank, and all these other t- um, all these other ones. But when it comes to WrestleMania or Royal Rumble, not so much because they're like the two biggest shows of the year. And honestly, she needs help. She definitely needs help when it comes to everything right now because, um, like like I said, she needs to uh. She needs to work on her entering performance a lot more often. She needs to work on her creative mode, a lot, a lot of creative mode, but she needs, she needs to work on her promos. She needs to work on um, the mic properly. She need, there's like a lot of stuff she needs to work on. I thought, I, honestly, I feel like her becoming IWGP uh, Women's Champion, uh, in my opinion, it's probably not a good thing right now. I feel like in a new wrestling promotion, as you know, basically a a um as a former world champion, a nine-time world champion to be exact, uh, she needs help in a lot of places, especially with promos. Oh boy, because I thought she would have got better over time, but you know, since she she's now in uh you know, New Japan, but not the case. So, honestly, this is what I'm saying. I'm happy that you're still doing what you love. You you know, you're still, you know, help, basically, like, helping other promotions to become, so you can become better for yourself. And, you know, you actually want to strive to become probably champion in a lot of, like, you know, women's champion in a lot of these wrestling companies. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it for, you know, the hard work that you put in everything like that. But 
I want you like to become better as a wrestler with promos, with your wrestling style and the mic skills, because they're still not all the way there. Like, shoot, like for example, let's take for example, uh, Roman Reigns, man. Roman Reigns for a long time, he was struggling. Like when he became a single star, he was struggling with promos. He was he was struggling on the mic. He was struggling with re- with his wrestling. He was struggling with all that type of stuff. And when he got a manager, and he, when he became uh, the heel that we always wanted for a long time, and be- now is you know the head of the table, the tribal chief, and the undisputed like undisputed universal champion, he is having the time of his life, and he's having the run of his life right now in the WWE. So I feel like the same can the same can go with Sasha Banks, and I feel like that can happen. I feel like they should probably give her a manager and, you know, actually cut good promos from now and, you know, have a push like Roman did or have have a push like Roman does now in the WWE. Because if they do that, oh, all that, all, all that from a ring, from the, like, you know, from the mic, from the promos, from the ring, uh, her rest in the ring, it will get a lot better. And I know it will. So overall, I'm happy that you know Sasha Banks, aka Money uh, Mercedes Money, is you know doing well um, in wrestling now. She loves what she does, and we see what happens um, in New Japan and see what you know her career and see what you know what happens for her career long term. But anyways, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. And listening to me and vibe with me as always. I love each and every one of y'all that does so. Um, like I said, 2023 just started and it's going to be a big year for not only me, but for the podcast in general. And also too soon, I might be dropping uh, videos on my actual youth, on my uh, personal YouTube channel, Antoine TV too. So look out for that as well too. Um don't know, like, don't know when I'm actually gonna start posting on there. So it's gonna be this year. It's gonna be some. It's gonna be sometime this year. But um, I'm just looking forward to all good things. You know, doing better mentally, physically. Um, trying to get right this year. Um, trying to go to the gym, and I'm not just saying that just because you know, I you know saying doing that for a good weekend and do no. I'm actually gonna be consistent this time. You know, eat better, sleep better, all that type of stuff. Twenty twenty three is is big for a lot of people. It's a lot of new things, a lot of, like big accomplishments that I want to um, do, and I'm all for it. And I want you to come on this journey with me, experience the journey. And I love everybody that's been supporting me up to this, you know, up to this day. You know, my. <laughs> Like I said, everything with this channel and everything, it's a big blessing. And I want to go further. I want my name to be more known how it is now. And I, you know, love everybody that, you know, has been supporting me so far. And I love y'all. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so, so very much. But, you know, this is boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess. You follow OD. You can follow Organized Mess OD uh, ODM official um, all across social media, as long as uh, and Antoine TV two as well too, all across social media. Um, and look, <laughs> be breezy, y'all. Stay safe and enjoy twenty twenty three.